Welcome to the Queen Silk Podcast. This is episode 28, Vogue Not Vague. Our woman of the week is Mary Kay Ash, who lived from 1918 to 2001. We're sourcing her story as told by herself in her autobiography, Miracles Happen, and by Je- Jennifer Bickle Cook in her biography, Pass It On. Today's music is Glenn Miller's In the Mood. Welcome to the Queen Silk Podcast. I'm Anne. This is Tammy. And our woman of the week is Mary Kay Ash. And uh, we want to do a little disclosure. Um, while Tammy and I both really, really love Mary Kay products, the focus of this podcast, as always, is on women. And so while we are going to be talking about Mary Kay Ash, we're talking about her as the woman, the businesswoman, not necessarily like her company, her products, or anything like that. So none of this is sponsored. None of this is to get you to buy Mary Kay products. It's all just about Mary Kay as a woman and the decisions she made, mm-hmm. as always. So yeah, just wanted to throw that little disclaimer out there before we get mm-hmm. started. But um, yeah, you know, I appreciate it too because. I think sometimes we think of Mary Kay Ash as the company and the product. And don't get me wrong, that is part of the legacy that she left. But as a woman, she is seriously one of my heroes. She's one of the most incredible women that I wish I had to come in contact with, but that I've been able to study uh, over time. So I'm really excited to talk about her as a woman. Um, And there are two books that I got my information from today. I got it. Um, from her autobiography which if you haven't read it's a really good read there is a lot about the company but there's more about why she founded the company and her process and then um, there's another one that's more like the memoirs of I think it's her secretary that worked with her for years and the thoughts that she learned from Mary Kay so really really good book to read if you just want information about Mary Kay if you want the details about her life read her autobiography of course yeah and one of the things that I do think is really cool that Mary Kay the company does is when you become a consultant this is once again not a pitch but when you become a consultant they actually give you her biography to study and to learn from because once again when you have women to look up to and their examples to look up to and when you focus on like the why and the legacy that you're becoming a part of it really changes how you interact with and proceed in what you're doing Um, which I think is really cool it's like one of the things that I think probably makes the company itself become very successful I know Apple does a similar thing where they 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 don't give you a biography (laughs) Gosh, why didn't they think of that? I know, but they do focus on and their marketing scheme is based on the why. Like, why do we make these products? Why do you need this technology? How is this going to actually influence and better your life? And I don't know, I think that's really cool. Like, just as a side note to our conversation today. No, absolutely. So before I start telling you about Mary Kay's life, I wanted to give her opening statement in her autobiography, I think really describes who she is as a person and what her life, what pattern her life followed. Um, And she says, there are four kinds of people in this world. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, those who wonder what happened, 
and those who don't know that anything happened. <laughs> um, and I think it's true because I think I've been in every one of those positions. <laughs> if you talk about politics with me, I'm like, wait, something happened. I'm one of those people. Um, but if you talk about um, fabulous women, we've talked about one from each of these categories. Um, and Mary Kay especially mm -hmm. is the one who made things happen. So just to start out her life, uh, I'm not going to go like into like how many kids she had and her relationships with her family members and things like that. But I do think it's important to let you know about her starting out history up until she founded the company of Mary Kay. So she was born in 1918. Pretty great time, you know? <laughs> yep. Um, fall, of the fall of the Russian Empire and the beginning of world, well, middle of World War One is kind of, yep. yeah, just before the Great, great Depression. Time to be born. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Unless yep. you are Russian or European. <laughs> So if you're American, this is great. <laughs> yes, generally. Um, so good time to be born, I suppose. Um, she actually started her very first uh, job. I was going to say company, and I was like, she didn't start this company. But her very first job, she worked at Stanley Home Products. Um, and basically, it's kind of what Mary Kay does right now, where you go into like a quote-unquote party or a group of people. You talk about the products. You show them the products and then people purchase the products and then you leave, right? That's kind of the concept of what she was doing. Yeah. I have no idea what she was selling, to be completely honest, other than the fact that it's in the company. <laughs> but she became so good at selling things in these uh, little groups or these little parties that the company World Gifts actually hired her um, 13 years later to join their company and start training people because she was oh, wow. so good at it, right? Um, and as we'll talk about her later, she is really, really good at understanding people, the communication styles that need to be there, understanding why people do what they do, et cetera. She was phenomenal. And that's mm -hmm. really, I think, what helped set her apart in this business opportunity. Um, so she stayed with World Gifts for about a decade, but she did quit because at this point, she, again, had been hired to train people, um, very well qualified for this job. But what she noticed is that the people that she was training were getting promoted above her and they just asked her to keep training. And she did not like that, especially because most of the people getting promoted above her were people who A, didn't have experience, B, were generally male, and C, they usually looked over her for that opportunity when she wanted to increase her position. Yeah. Um, so kind of a bad setup, especially with how good her skills were. Mm -hmm. So at this point... <clears throat> when she finally decided to quit World Gifts, it was 1962, and she had already married once. She married and divorced. I can't remember his name, to be honest, but it was her first husband. Mm -hmm. um, so she, in 1963, right before she actually decided to found Mary Kay, the company, she got married to a wonderful guy and lived with him for less than a year before he had a heart attack and actually died. Um, so kind of tragic or very tragic, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, but a couple months later, she decided to still go ahead with her dream of founding Mary Kay Ash. Now, what actually happened with founding or Mary Kay, the company, not Mary Kay, the person. Anyway, what actually happened is she went to one of these um, world gifts, home parties to sell and promote the product. And in, as she was about to get ready to leave, she's cleaning up her stuff. And this group of women come by 
Um, some of them were from the same party, some were not. But the host brings out this tray full of glass jars, like mason jars, filled with random products. Um, and she had noticed throughout the evening that the, these women that were in this party had amazing skin. And she was like, I'm really curious what's happening. So she purchased some of the products and used it for a while and realized how amazing they were. Mm -hmm. So her whole company is founded on the fact that like, oh, wait, skincare should be a really great opportunity for selling because it is a consumable product. Just like food, you can purchase the food, eat the food, and now you need to go buy more. Like it's yeah. not like a vacuum where you only need one for every like five, 10 years. You actually need to consistently buy more. And being as business savvy as she was, this was a really good opportunity in her mind to start a company. So what she ended up doing is she went and talked to her son, who was very business savvy. I think he was working at a different company and making some pretty good money. And mm -hmm. he loaned her $5,000. And she, with the $5,000, purchased the formulas and all of the products that this lady had created, the skincare products, and started her business. Um so borrowed money, but now she, when she actually died, she had $98 million to her name, not just the company, but to her name from wow. that $5,000 startup. Yep. Extremely, extremely successful. Three years after she started the Mary Kay business, she actually met her third husband, um, and he was extremely supportive of her in whatever she wanted to do. If she wanted to work on the business, he was supportive. If she wanted to go shopping, he was 100% there. Um, very, very in love with who she was and what she was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and he actually, he died about 20 years before she did. She died in 2001 um, and he died in 1980. So oh, wow. very, she actually lived, I'm just realizing like, this. She actually 20... lived a lot of her life single. Yeah. Huh. Dang. I can relate. <laughs> like just between their death dates, that's like 21 years. Yeah. 21 years. Wow. Interesting. Plus then she had 20 years between her first husband and her second husband and three years between her second husband and her third. So she spent 43 years of her life single. Dang. Wow. That's, uh, that's actually really incredible. <laughs> Even cooler yeah. why we're talking about her. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so just this, this whole process up until this point has been her trying to essentially find her way in the business world, right? At this point, mm -hmm. men generally have the say over business and how things are run. Obviously, they generally make more at this point because we haven't done anything to equalize pay. So there's a lot going on with why she started up her business. She recognized the importance of people. And one of the things that she said, is she said that most successful people will tell you, if it were not for the help of other people, I wouldn't be where I am today. I believe everybody who accomplishes something great has had help from someone. Somebody somewhere provided a spark of inspiration, offered a challenge, or held out a hand along the way. And I'm just thinking about in general in my life, any time that I've been successful in something, it's because somebody else helped me along the way. They either gave me a push to start it or when I was struggling with it, they would they would grab me and pull me along and try to help me move through it. Or at the very end, they would help me see what happened and what I learned from it. And seriously, anytime you read anything about Mary Kay, it's all about how she could read people and make them feel like they were the most important person in the entire world. 
my biggest thing the last little while has been like make it personal (laughs) Um, not just to yourself but to other people like when you add that little personal touch like she has another quote that's everyone's wearing a sign that says make me feel special make me personally feel special like notice me like what is it that about me that you're like hmm okay (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I, I value I'm important I think it's so true because even like in the things that she talked about that one of the reasons that she was so success successful is because she understood who she was what strengths she had and how to sell them so another like of her quotes that she goes through and talks about is like when you are trying to get a job regardless of where or what or anything like that when you're trying to get a job it is your job to sell yourself to your employer And if all you do is sit there and nod your head and give some very basic one word answers, you are not going to get that job because they don't see how important you are and how much you can do for this company, right? Yeah. Your job should be to say, this is what my services can do for your company. This is how I can fulfill this thing that you are lacking, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, And I think about people like Catherine the Great, right? When she first got where she was going, (laughs) clear out in Russia, her whole thing was she didn't seem like a very important young woman, but she spent all night, night after night after night, learning Russian so that she could communicate with her people. She sold herself as, that sounds terrible. She portrayed herself (laughs) the way that her skill set was. Do you know what I mean? No, like she believed she was valuable. She believed she had something to offer these people. Um, Mm -hmm. She she believed enough in herself. And keep in mind, at the time when she's trying to learn Russian, she is 16 years old. And nobody Mm -hmm. has put her up to this to learn Russian. But she's like, you know what? If I'm going to help rule this country, I need to be able to talk to these people. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, with that... I mean, there's, there's got to be a mindset of think yeah. beyond your present moment. And like, why do people always in interviews, always, they're like, so where do you see yourself in five years? What do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see yourself? Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. what, what image, what perspective do you have for yourself? Is it worth it to me to invest my time and resources into helping you get to where you want to go? Or better yet, is where you want to go somewhere that this company can help take you, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Because there's another quote that she actually gives that kind of expounds on that. And her her principle is that you should always approach your day-to-day life, your professional career, as if you're planning a vacation. So if you think about all of the vacations that we've been on, like when we (laughs) went to Cedar City or when we went to London or um, when we went to Denver, we did so Uh much research ahead of time. We thought about what we'd like to do, what the budget would cost, how we would transport ourselves around and get where we needed to go, what foods we wanted to try, what dress we needed to wear, that kind of thing. We did so much research into how we were going to make this work. Mm -hmm. And She's like, why can't you just approach your professional life with the same enthusiasm and spirit of adventure? Why can't you expand your horizons, learn new things and have fun in your professional life? Right. And there's this quote, right, that I'm sure everybody has heard (laughs) where they say, um, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. 
Okay. Yeah. Sure. It sounds true. I adore my job and I still work. <laughs> so I don't think that's necessarily a hundred percent true. I think the principle yeah. is great, but I think if we're approaching our professional life the way we would with our, like the way we would approach our vacations, we're going to be more excited about our work. We're going to have that oh. adventure to learn something new, to try something different, to see the progress, even when we don't feel like we're progressing. And I think Mary Kay did a really good job of that, starting from a company where she bought the rights to skincare for $5,000. And because of the enthusiasm she had for what she was doing, she ended up to her name, not even the company, with $98 million. That's the spirit of adventure. Yeah. I want to ask you this. So Mary yeah. Kay Ash... She's literally born at, like, the turn of the century. She's going to go through the De Great Depression as a kid. She's going to go through World War II as a teenager. She's going to go through this, going to go through the Cold War. Like, her entire life, like, she's going to hit the 90s <laughs> and be like, excuse me. Um, just kidding. <laughs> For real, um, though. <laughs> So when you think about Mary Kay Ash, literally the time period that she's born in is everybody's looking for opportunity and still looking for adventure, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a part of me sometimes that I, like, I'll, I'll be honest, and this could just be like how ignorant I am of like science and technology and like all of that, right? There's a part of me sometimes now that wonders like, what more is there to explore? Like we have freaking mm -hmm. been to the moon. <laughs> like, <laughs> how much further can we go? Like, so in a day-to-day -day life, how, mm -hmm. like, especially when our day-to-day -day life can become so routine, so dreary, so boring, Frankly, it gets boring. Like you get kind of get a little bit dead in the head. I don't know. But like, <laughs> so how do you think we keep that sense of adventure in our lives that even like in the middle of the routine? Yeah, I, I really like that question. Um, just because I've never been able to do a day to day job that everything's exactly the same. It's so boring to me. And I, I really think I would cut my eyes out like it just I can't do it but I think what she's trying to point out here is take the opportunity to learn something new you meet mm. people every single day you do things every single day and some of it can be exactly the same but I meet yeah. different parents often maybe not every day but I meet different parents that I come in contact with who have different ideas about what um, behavior analysis is because that's what I do so they mm -hmm. have different thoughts about what it is and how to make it work I meet kids every day who are progressing in such a way that I have to go outside of the box to think about how to help them continue to learn appropriately mm -hmm. without pushing too hard. Right. Yeah. Um, I, and constantly what I need to do is take more professional development opportunities, more classes so that I can continue to stay up to date in the knowledge that I am teaching and using and practicing, but also so I can learn things that I don't typically use in my day-to-day -day life. And I think okay. that's kind of where she's going with this is you can do the same thing day in and day out, but if you're learning more skills and applying them, and if you're meeting new people who can give you other perspectives, I think your desire and for adventure and your ability to see things as an adventure starts to increase. 
I don't know. Do you agree, disagree? What do you think? No, I really like that. I think if I was going to summarize that idea, I think it would be like, well, if life is boring, break the routine somehow. Like, isn't that why we go on vacation? <laughs> because it's a change in routine. And then the vacation yeah. is so stressful that it's like, let's go back to work. <laughs> let's, let's go back and do like that thing that where we can be certain of what's going to happen and what we're going to be doing every day, you know? Yeah. But then also, so to, to break that routine, first and foremost, and then to figure out something and then educate yourself pretty much, <laughs> like mm-hmm. learn more skills, learn this, learn that. Um, I'm going to share something I haven't really shared on this podcast before. Um, but one of the things that really, really inspired me um, a few years ago. Okay. I might have to tell a little bit more of the story. So my last semester of college, my best friend died. And that was number one, really hard just by itself. But number two, the other hard part, um, like going back and reading my journals, one of my one, like one of the things that I actually have written in my journal is um, how can I be so sad when all these other happy things are going on? I got a fight with my mom when she wanted to talk about the future as if life is not just this moment. I don't know, like that, that whole idea of being trapped. But one of the things that actually really helped me to see beyond that, one of my sisters, I was on the phone with her and she had, she had gone through something similar. Like one of her friends, uh, one of her roommates had had a serious accident um, while they were in college and was in the hospital for quite a while. Um, the hard part is, well, I I won't get too much into that, but like, but her, yeah. Um, and she told me that her biggest thing was finding new goals. Mm. She needed to keep working towards something. Like if you get too stuck in the moment, like, of course you feel trapped. Of course you feel like there's nothing else out there. And when you stop looking for opportunities, you also stop looking for adventures. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's really funny reading that part in my journal because um, the way that I describe it is I'm like, yeah, my sister told me to run away, (laughs) (laughs) to come to Florida and live with her and just chill on the beach and like have that be my goal for right now. (laughs) I love this goal. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And um, she told me like one of her goals was that she was going to cook all of the recipes on her Pinterest board, <laughs> Nice, <laughs> which made it even harder because she kept adding recipes to her Pinterest board. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, um, <laughs> and then I was thinking about one of my, um, one of my companions on my mission, she had, um, she was like, we have to make fun goals. And I was like, okay. Um, we can't just always be like self-improving. Sometimes we need to like make goals about having fun. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, so this week I'm making a goal that I'm going to take a picture every day. Ooh. I was like, oh, okay. Like that's pretty fun. Silly goals like that. They're things that help you break the routine, but also things that help you think bigger than whatever it is that you happen to be in at this moment. I guess that's like my thought there on like, how do you keep that sense of adventure? Yeah. 
No, I I 100% agree. I think those are really valid. There was one quote, I think it's in the memoir of her friend or her secretary, but she said something along those lines. She's like, you didn't know Mary Kay unless you knew what her passion was because Mm. she for 30 years never wavered on her passion of setting up a business that anyone could join, but especially women that would help them to find their purpose. Because she said something along the lines, Mary Kay said something along the lines of, too many of us are vogue on the outside and vague on the inside. And I want it to be different. I love that. Right? How many times do you put on a show? And I'm just speaking out loud. I haven't even considered this, but like how many times we put on a show thinking about who other people want us to be that we forget that we aren't, that we need to develop ourselves, that we have skills that are missing, that we we can use to help those around us, right? If we go to a job interview and we're vogue on the outside, but vague on the inside, we're also not going to get that job because we have no skills to speak of, right? Yeah. I don't know. Mary Kay was definitely not vague on the inside. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it, like how much, how much time do we spend putting together like a social media post and making it look all perfect and pretty, but like, that's not even who we are. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite is there's this one girl who goes through and she makes all these vacation posts in air quotes. And then she shows you how she made it from her house. <laughs> she didn't go anywhere. And like, I mean, kudos, yeah. but come on. <laughs> well, I mean, but I think her passion is like pointing out the illusion versus the reality of like I don't know. I feel like sometimes we try to pretend that we have so much going on for us when in the reality, and I think part of that is a way to escape the routine of what, of what we're doing. But I think there is something disingenuous about wanting people to believe, all right, I'll just be blunt. It's a lie. Like, (laughs) (laughs) very much like the, the pre like pretending you're something you're not. Um, and yet you have those goals, right? Yeah. Um, there's yeah. this whole trend about like manifesting, manifesting this, manifesting that. Like basically the concept is that if you will it to happen, it will happen. And it's almost mm-hmm. like living your life as a mood board rather than having a mood board in your room. I don't know yeah. how to <laughs> explain it any better than that. But like... But like, so instead of going to like Starbucks as a place uh, to do work or something on your laptop, instead you go to like a five-star hotel where the rich and wealthy are and you imagine yourself slash you put yourself in this place where you can observe and you, I don't know, manifest is the best way to put it, I guess, the mm-hmm. the life that you want to live. Mm. Um, and like, yes, there's allusion to it, depending on how you make it happen. Because Mary Kay said something along the same lines, but she tweaks it a little bit. So instead of just trying to like manifest and believe it, she actually like adds on. So she says, whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire, sincerely believe, and enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. And so mm-hmm. I think there's like, I, I'm... with you. I agree. Sometimes we just will something to happen, but we don't do anything to actually make it happen. We just show up at a place hoping that 
basically fame and fortune will fall in our laps and we'll be happy-go-lucky people. But in mm -hmm. reality, in order to make that happen, yes, you have to believe it can happen, but you also have to put forth the effort to make it happen. Yeah. Think about Mary Kay. She didn't just believe that she could have a billion dollar company by any means. She believed it, but then she did her darndest to make it happen. She started by selling the product and showing women how effective it could be. Then she started increasing it and showing other people how effective it can be in their lives. And then she used it to help people understand how important they are as a person and therefore share the, the idea of not just manifesting your dreams, but recognizing who you are. So I think, I think we've got this, the right track of desiring something, but I think we're too fake about it and don't move on to the next step. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, there's this one story about this person who's in archery and they're at the target and they want, they want it to get there. They want to make the goal, you know, like make the goal as if they're a soccer player. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but like they're, they're putting in the effort, they're trying everything. Um, but then their, uh, instructor says to them, you're t you're you've got your eyes on the target but you're not thinking about what you're doing to get there and i mm -hmm. think um i think with that this like manifesting yes totally cool like believe it and you can achieve it you know i yeah. i do firmly believe that however you have to act like you have to educate yourself too so i think that's where like the goals and then the education come into play um, because you can, you can want something like I want to go to the moon, right? Potentially like, but hypothetically. Yeah. Um, I would, I think that would be really fun. Um, but in order for me to get to the moon, <laughs> lots of things need to change. I'm just saying yeah. like, I like, even if I had all the money in the world right now, I, I would not survive the trip to the moon. <laughs> I'm not in the proper shape. I'm not with, with money. Yeah, I guess I could, would have the resources or could have the resources, but like, I don't know. I think the other half of, of what she's, of what Mary Kay's life and her current business even teach us is have goals have solid goals that you are passionate about, that you're willing to work towards and that inspire you to get out of bed in the morning. But then yeah. also think about and educate yourself about the ways to be able to accomplish those goals because it is a process because it, yeah. it will take time. And if we're not putting in the effort to like to get to the moon or to accomplish those goals, then it's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's pointless. Why did mm -hmm. you even try? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. That's terrible, but you know what I mean? No, I, yeah. it's and a real I, thing. Yeah. But I also like too, like she pushes this, make sure that you have your own goals and that you work to achieve them. Cause obviously nothing's going to happen if you don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. But I love that she then focuses on use your own strengths because I am not like you, Anne, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> um, in fact, sometimes I am curious how we're friends because we're so different. Yes. But 
just kidding. I think it's a good thing because then we can use our own individual skills to help the other, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing that she points out, and this isn't 100% verbatim, but it's one of the principles that she points out in her autobiography. She says to think like a woman and believe that woman, women can contribute successfully to their families, communities, countries, and the world while still maintaining the femininity that is uniquely theirs. And I love the concept of this because obviously women are not men and men are not women. And we all have our own individual skill sets that define who we are and what we're able to accomplish. But what we, what makes us even more successful and what made Mary Kay even more successful is she used those abilities to be, get where she is, right? She understood yeah. that she was a feminine individual, that she had abilities to connect with people individually and help them to feel important and then she used that to recognize that she could literally change billions of lives I actually don't know how many people she you know has affected but a lot of people's lives because of her individual skill set and I think that is one really helpful principle for us is as we are going through trying to set these goals make them happen we have to realize that it's going to look different for me than it is for you because our skill sets are different and our desires yeah. are different and our abilities define who we are in different ways. I think being successful as an individual, but especially as a woman, since that's our entire podcast, mm-hmm. starts by recognizing who we are, what we can do, and then working to make our dreams happen. I love that. I think it's incredibly valuable and important to be aware of your strengths and weaknesses, especially when you're getting ready to go for your goals and when you want to accomplish something. Like you have to take into account where you are at. You have to be honest with yourself. Like, okay, I'm going to give kind of a silly example, but when I was in high school, (laughs) I have this really bad habit of just like well had slash still have but it was a bad habit of like throwing my clothes on the floor at the foot of my bed (laughs) (laughs) and I would I would just do that like some people are like yeah here's the chair like where we put our clothes that are not quite dirty but we've worn them once but like we could wear them again hypothetically tomorrow you know like but mine just ended up at the foot of my bed and my room was always always a mess it was Mm. really terrible in fact and I um, I was like, you know what? This is clearly a weakness because my room is a mess. But <laughs> what I can do is I decided I was like, okay, here's how I combat this. So I put my I put my laundry bin at the foot of my bed. Perfect. <laughs> so now whenever I would like change for the day, all of my clothes just went into my laundry basket. Um, clean otherwise like there's no um there's no differentiation between like the chair versus the laundry basket versus being put back away like I didn't have time or I didn't feel like I had time to deal with it right then so they just went into the laundry basket and guess what now it looks like I've got my life in order when you see things about yourselves and when you notice your own habits, when you take a look at what you're actually doing and how it's stopping you, think about it objectively, then you have the greater opportunity to make progress on your goals, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, like you have to take an honest inventory, not an Instagram inventory where you just make yourself feel good about everything and all of that. But no, on the outside, yeah. when where people don't, or on the inside, where you're not vague, where you actually know and can see what you're doing. I don't know. Okay, I'm kind of rambling now. So we're no, just but I on. think it's it's valuable because if you think about it. As a leader, you cannot lead somebody else if you aren't working actively on your weaknesses and making them into something that can benefit the company, right? So Mm -hmm. if you think about like Mary Kay, when she, before she left to start her own company, she recognized all of the strengths that she had and she was a phenomenal leader, but she also realized that there was this huge Uh, area of growth where she could not progress where she was and so she left and she became the leader that she is now because she took the time to build on those things that made her quote-unquote weak right so if you think about when she first started her job her work at the wig shop um, she recognized that like yeah I need to sell something I'm really good at it and then she realized there's a weakness here (laughs) wigs can only be sold once So we're not really going to stay in business for very long if we keep selling wigs, right? Mm -hmm. Because of that understanding, she was able to become a better leader. And she, one of the final quotes that I really liked from her autobiography, she said, we need leaders who add value to the people and the organization they lead, who work for the benefit of others and not just for their own personal gain, who inspire and motivate rather than intimidate and manipulate who live with people to know their problems and live with God in order to solve them and who follow a moral compass that points in the right direction, regardless of the trends. And I love that for multiple reasons, but one of them being, it points out that in order to be an effective leader, you have to recognize your own weaknesses, use them, make them stronger by gaining education, by practicing the skills that are hard for you, whatever the case may be for your specific weakness and using that and the knowledge that you gain to help other people along the way. The reason Mary Kay was so successful is because she was able to use these principles to then help millions, billions, however many women and men who are in the company, but Mm -hmm. all of them came after her because she took the opportunity to build herself and then lead using what she learned. Well, I really like that, especially being a leader. Like I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we think there's only one way to lead. But if you think about like all the different women that we've already talked about, like Marie Antoinette, who was like, nah, I'm out. And this kind of comes back to like our first, the the first quote that um, Tammy read, where there's four different kinds of women. So we have, we have Marie Antoinette, who was like, nope, I'm out. And she like, completely missed the fact that her country was headed towards a revolution, right? Um, We've got, um, I want to say Virginia Hall. (laughs) We've got Virginia (laughs) Hall, who was literally in the everything, who was there. She could see everything that was happening. She could see things happening that other people didn't see happening because she's playing like 12 different parts, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, as a journalist, as a spy, as a as a woman, as a leader, as a resistant, you know, like she's got a million different things going on that all help round her out to the point where 
as things are happening, she sees them and she can use those opportunities in order to make things actually happen. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about Catherine the Great, who's always one of my favorites. Like how impressive that she had the foresight to be like, I'm, I'm going to need to know this. Um, or even just the boredom of like, I'm trapped in my room with a husband who doesn't love me. <laughs> and a duty to produce an heir that I can't produce. So what is my actual, like, what, what am I doing here? Like, what should I be doing? And so she decides to study the Enlightenment <laughs> and <laughs> starts a correspondence with Enlightenment writers like Voltaire, who becomes the bane of the British monarchy's existence. Like... <laughs> She, I mean, she takes the time to really educate herself and come up, like, create more opportunities for herself. Because where we are right now, where you are and where you are standing is not going to end up unless you stop moving. Um, mm. There's one of my favorite quotes is... Um, it's like a, an Arabic proverb, I believe. And it says, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's another person who adds to that. So watch your step. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> where yes. are you going? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, are your steps actually going to take you where you want to go? Anyway. Interesting. This, yeah. this episode is like a font of just impactful quotes. I'm just yes. throwing it out there. Like, if you guys haven't been writing these down, maybe <laughs> that should be your first goal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that first step, you're watching it very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just, Mary Kay obviously started a very successful business very very successful that is still continued today with wonderful people who have joined who continue or stop it doesn't really matter but more than the business was her desire to make sure that people understood who they were this the value that they could contribute and helped them to understand their own personal desires and if anything else she modeled that by example. She she took the time to recognize that she was more important than what they were portraying at her company or yeah. at the company before she left and therefore used that as an opportunity for growth to become a better person, to get into sales of cosmetics, which she never knew anything about at this point <laughs> or very yeah. little um, in order to learn something new to help women and men, of course, but primarily those women to start feeling more important and to feel valuable, like a contributing member of their family. Um, and she, like every single principle that we've talked about today, she literally used that to build a better business, to make more women feel more important than they felt before, and to really leave a lasting legacy behind that women everywhere can look up to. And I think regardless of who you are, whether you start a business or, or you don't, I feel like that should be a really good goal for your legacy is to leave behind something like that, where women know they can look to you and know that you've been through these things too, and that you know how it feels. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, 100%. Like, 
once again, going back to the one story about the man building bridges, there's someone else coming behind me that doesn't wow. know how to build this. This bridge is yeah. for him. Uh-huh. Or yeah. for her. This bridge is also for her. And I think that's, okay, just to hit on this one more time, she understood and could see her own personal value to this company. She yeah. saw that. And the thing that I love most about her company today, not a sales pitch, not anything like that, but they try and they work to help people, everybody, recognize and understand the value that they have in themselves and for themselves. Like, mm -hmm. especially with her quote, like, make everyone's wearing a sign that says, make me feel special. Yeah. Help me understand my value in this world. Mm -hmm. Help me understand my significance, which I think is something that everybody, like, whether they can put a finger on that desire or not, I think that's something that quite a few of people feel. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even if you think about if you've ever worked real retail or customer service or um, fast food, like any of those things, you feel so valuable as a customer when those people talk to you so nicely and ask you what they can do to help you. Um, even thinking about, I can go to the same restaurant on two different days. And one day I feel like a valuable co uh, customer who is making them money. And the next day I feel like somebody who's getting in the way and it's a fly to be swatted, right? Obviously yeah. I'm going to want to go back for the person who made me feel like I could contribute to their well-being. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously that's what Mary Kay did and does. And the company still does today is just making sure that people understand their worth. And yeah. if nothing else from this woman, <laughs> my friends, hopefully you learn that she loved people and that, honestly a true legacy I could be going on a limb here but I think a true legacy is showing people how important they are and that mm -hmm. is what makes legacies happen right if she didn't yeah. show women that they were important and show other people that their skin was important for example but in general people that they were important she wouldn't have the company that she has today yeah right oh, if she looks. hadn't recognized the importance of people she never would have even started the business that she has today. So I don't know. I could, again, I could be going on a limb, but even if you think about Elizabeth, when we were talking about her, Elizabeth um, Placard, Packard, mm -hmm. um, who worked through the insanity problems with women being un, unlegally, unlawfully, <laughs> sorry, <Legally. Lizard> <laughs> unlegally, unlawfully being put in insane asylums. She used that, like helped people to see how people were individuals in these insane asylums. And that yeah. is what allowed her to leave the legacy behind is she made people feel important, but see the importance of other people. So yeah. I don't know, I could be going on a limb here, but I kind of feel like it's, it's accurate that legacies are only left behind because you made somebody feel important. Yeah. Yeah. And you recognized that value in them. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And we're going to leave you guys on that note, I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so.
a little bit of a bonus episode slash fun episode because it's leap year and um we couldn't resist so you'll find out next week what we're doing haha (laughs) 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 all right so we'll catch you next time bye thank you for joining us today if you enjoyed this episode or have been enjoying our podcast please give us a follow or leave us a review also, make sure to check out our Instagram at Queen Silk Podcast and give us a follow so you never miss our updates. We post new episodes every other Thursday, so we'll see you next time.